The tour content from now through Lagwa Omer has been generously sponsored by Malki M. Thank you, Malki. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shiurim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and gain access to additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishneweis.substack.com and signing up today. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the Stoke Jew Podcast, where we explore the relationship between Judaism and Stoicism. And as you can tell by today's title, this is my 500th day of gratitude. And since it's also Erev Thanksgiving, I figured I would make a gratitude episode. So let's start with a quick recap. Uh, 500 days ago, <laughs> my Harusa Levi proposed an idea, uh, an experiment for us to attempt together, which he got from Tara Brach. Uh, I don't remember exactly which episode. I'm sure it's linked in the uh, in in the previous episodes. And the experiment was to do a gratitude accountability journal. The practice basically consists of writing five things each day and sending them to a friend. Uh, and the five things are three things you're grateful for, one moment of savoring, and one act of of kindness. And the only requirement is that you write it out, uh, minimum one sentence, and that you send it to another person. Uh, and uh, preferably, I guess, the, the same person, right, that you're doing this on a regular basis. So we started the experiment, and it took off. And I must say that this is probably the best habit that I've cultivated uh, deliberately uh, in, in recent memory. <laughs> um, it has improved my life in tremendous ways, which I'll probably reflect on at the end. But that's basically it. So every day, uh, I my my personal practice is I write the gratitude journal throughout the day. Uh, sometimes I'll do it at the end, but usually I'll I'll write I'll I'll be thinking about it throughout the day, and then I'll write it write it when I'll write w- one of the entries uh, whenever I get a spare moment, and then I'll send it uh, to Levy, uh, who is in Israel, who usually gets it. Uh, well, he'll get it in the middle of the night, so he'll he'll read it upon waking up, and I get his uh, usually in the middle of my day. So the idea is that gratitude is on our, on, is on our mind constantly. And uh, and also we are this forces us to take these vague. First of all, it forces us to be grateful, right? Uh, um, which we'll talk about why you need to force yourself to do that in a second. But it also takes whatever vague feelings of gratitude that we have and and makes them specific. Okay, and as we know from all of Mishlei, the only way you can really affect your emotions is through, is through the specifics. I mean, it's very nice that we say modim in the Shemona Esrei. Uh, in our davening three times a day, but uh, and you know th- that's definitely a, a, a great thing. But you see that even Chazal took the theme and they made they made uh, many 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 brachos that we say throughout the day, many blessings that we say over various things, uh, which express gratitude to Hashem. So it's so just merely saying that we are grateful to Hashem in the context of tefillah is not enough. We need to associate it to all the particulars. Uh, in, uh, in in as many ways as we can. And the Ramam even says at the end of Hilchus Brachos chapter 10 that a person should engage in spontaneous gratitude, uh, or not spontaneous, but in uh, in their own subjective expressions of gratitude. Let me just read it so you don't think I'm making it up here. Uh, he concludes in the laws, uh, in the Mishnah Torah, in Sefer Ahava, the book of love of God, in Hilchus Brachos, the laws of Brachos, chapter 10. I'm just opening it here. Uh, because I didn't plan to to talk about it. 
Very end in halacha 26. Klalo Shadavar, the sum of the matter is Laulam Yitzak Adam Allah Asilavo. Person should always cry out uh, to God about the future. Vivakesh Rahim and ask for mercy. Vitin Hodaya Al Shaavar, and he should give thanks on what happened in the past. Vyoda Vyashabek Fi Koho. And he should give thanks and praise according to his capacity. And in, in Ramam Silas Tfila. Kfi kocha means according to your own personal uh, expressions. And he says, And the more a person gives thanks to Hashem and praises Him constantly, then the, then, then the more praiseworthy that person is. So in other words, there is a basis, a precedent in in halacha for these, these uh, regular personal expressions of gratitude to Hashem. So not that I need to justify it in halacha, but in case anyone's saying, well, this is, whole gratitude practice is not a Jewish thing. Well, it is a Jewish thing. Okay, so uh, I want to talk about an angle of why the gratitude, why specifically having a gratitude accountability practice is uh, is important. So this is actually fresh in my mind because we learned a pasuk in my Mishlei share yesterday on uh, Mishlei Chaf Gimel Yabez, Proverbs twenty three twelve, which says, Bring your heart to Musar. Musar is either discipline, meaning the study of uh, of of meaning the 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 I guess the the, the discipline of uh, of character perfection. Uh, of working on your on your character traits, or Musar is rebuke. So either way, bring your heart to rebuke or to discipline, the Oznachal Imridas, and your ears to words of knowledge. So we gave uh, we gave several interpretations of this. I'll uh, include the link below. Uh, but one of the interpretations I like the best was proposed by one of my students, Sean, uh, who said that the reason why this is necessary to say is that there are people who think that you can just make it through knowledge alone. Right, that if you just bring your ear to words of knowledge, then that's going to be enough to to secure your development uh, in a sustainable, uh, productive way. But that's not really the case. Really, you need to set up systems of accountability in order to uh, to reinforce your commitment to living in line with the knowledge that you have. Otherwise, you're just going to find excuses. Uh, to um, to not live in line with that, or if we if you if you step out of line of your knowledge, then there's not going to be anything to to force you to like confront that and to to do teshuva. So so setting up an accountability system in some way, uh, whether it's through a friend or through a a practice like this this uh, gratitude uh, uh, accountability journal or through both like this gratitude accountability journal is is critical for maintaining. A life in line with the values that you allegedly hold, and uh, I'll, I'll pair this with Epictetus's uh, discourses, Book Three, Chapter Twelve. He says, "Since habit is such a powerful influence, and we're used to, to pursuing our impulses to gain and avoid outside our own choice, we should set a contrary habit against that. And where appearances are really slippery, use the counterforce of our training." In other words, even Epictetus, in whose Stoicism revolves around around mastery of the will <laughs> recognizes that you can't always master the will and you need to set up habits as sort of like a safety net to make sure that you 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 keep your impressions in line with reality and your actions in line with your knowledge so <clears throat> i think that this is especially relevant in terms of gratitude because 
one of the other ideas we said in, in, in that Pasuk and Mishle is the reason why you need to bring your heart to Musar is because there is a resistance to Musar. There's a resistance to to uh, working on your character phase or there's a resistance to rebuke. So it's not enough to just wait till it comes to you. You need to bring yourself to it and you need to constantly uh, reorient yourself to it. And, and, and it's a constant battle to fight that resistance. And the same is true of gratitude is that there is, you know, I, I think we, at least uh, we observant Jews, We'll give lip service to the notion that we should be grateful to Hashem, but internally we don't want to. Okay, and and I think the greatest uh, example of this is in the is in Sefer Devarim in Parshas Akev in Devarim Ches Yud through Yud Ches, uh, chapter eight, uh, verses ten through eighteen. So this is talking. This is in Moshe's one of his final speeches to the Jewish people. And he's talking about when they enter Israel and he, and he describes all the success that they're going to have. And he concludes that portion by you will eat and be satisfied and bless Hashem, your God over the land, the good land that he gave you. And that is the source of the of the blessing after meals, which is itself the source of all other blessings. That's what all the, the blessings that the rabbi set up are based on. Then he says, he be, be careful for yourself. Lest you forget Hashem your God. Uh, that you and you not keep the mitzvos and the statutes and the judgments, judgments and statutes that I command you today. Lest you eat and be satisfied and build good houses and settle. Uh, and your your cattle and your livestock multiply and you accumulate silver and gold for yourselves everything that you have increases and your heart will become haughty and you will forget Hashem your God who takes you who took you out of the or who takes you out of the land of Egypt from the house of slaves um, and then he goes and describes what God uh, took him through. He guided you through the wilderness, the great and terrible wilderness with fiery serpents and snakes and scorpions and thirst. And there's no water. And he brought forth water from you from uh, from the flint rock. He fed you man in the wilderness. Uh, that your fathers did not know. In order to afflict you and in order to test you to benefit you in your end. Okay, then we get to the famous Pazuk. And you will say in your heart, my might and the strength of my own hand made for me this wealth. Vizaharta, you shall remember as Hashem Lukaha, you shall remember Hashem your God, He is the one who gave you the ability to make wealth. Laman Hakim Espriso in order to uphold his covenant that he swore to your fathers this day. So, in other words, there is a tremendous resistance to giving gratitude to Hashem because we want to attribute all of our success and all the good that we have to ourselves and to not recognize our dependence on Hashem or the fact that we don't really deserve any of this uh, and that it's all by way of chesed, by kindness from Hashem. So there's a tremendous resistance. And for that reason, unless you do what Epictetus says and create a, a habit or do what Shlomo HaMelech says in Mishle and bring your heart to Musar, then you're not going to automatically do it. So... And this is, again, this is fresh in my mind because we were talking about this a lot yesterday, but I think there are so many cases where we we view ourselves as having a certain idea or a certain character trait, but when we actually examine ourselves, we see that we don't live in line with that. So again, I, I think before I started this gratitude journal, then I think I thought of myself as a grateful person, 
Um, certainly grateful to other people, but I think I thought of myself as, as someone who's grateful to Hashem. But when I look back and I ask myself, you know, how often did I express that gratitude or really consciously take the good that was happening to me and, <clears throat> and, uh, and, and thank Hashem or express it to another human being. Again, the expression is key because it's very easy to have a fleeting sub feeling in your head or a fleeting thought in your head. And then it just never takes on a reality because it is only in your head. But when you express it to another person, either verbally or, uh, or in writing, like in this gratitude journal, it takes on a reality. So, so anyway, I think I thought of myself as having gratitude to Hashem, <clears throat> but, uh, but it wasn't until I started practicing this daily that it actually, um, that it actually, <laughs> that I actually took on that quality, uh, which, and obviously it's something I'm continuing to work on. Um, one thing that I've done in all these episodes of, uh, where I reflect on my gratitude journal is I talk about the biggest change that's occurred since the last update. So I think the biggest change that's occurred since the last time I did an episode on the gratitude journal has to do with the idea of the obstacle is the way. And I know I've quoted this many times, but the, the formulation of this is, uh, well, the, the source of this is Marcus Aurelius's meditations, book five, chapter 20, where he says, the mind adapts and turns around any obstacle to action to serve its objective. A hindrance to a given work is turned into its turned to its furtherance. An obstacle in a given path becomes an advance. Or, as it says on my Stoic medallion, the obstacle is the way. The impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. So this is not something that I set out to uh, to inculcate through the gratitude journal, but it basically ended up happening because what ends up what ended up happening is that when things don't go my way, then the gratitude journal prompts me to to see the good in them and to frame them in a way that is suitable to me. So, for example, uh, as I've talked about many times on the podcast, I I do struggle from insomnia and from waking up earlier than I I I hope for and not going back to sleep. So, let's say this morning I woke up at uh, I think it was probably around four, and uh, and then eventually got out of bed at four thirty, uh, and uh, I ended up. And uh, so I think in the past, before the gratitude journal, I would have just been miserable and complained about this. But now what often happens, and I've written about this in many gratitude journal entries, is I end up utilizing that time for reading, for writing, for meditation, uh, before davening. And, uh, and it ends up really starting off my day in a great way. And I end up getting a lot done. Uh, and I end up being thankful for something that I would in the past have complained about. And I think that there are uh, there are many instances of this. Uh, another categorical example is when I have a certain plan and it doesn't work out for some reason or another, and then I am forced to come up with a plan B, and then that does work out, then I can frame that as something that I'm grateful for, that the plan didn't work out according to the way that I initially conceived of it. So I think that has been very, very good with my, uh, good not only for my gratitude, but for my ability to to accept reality and to love what is happening to me instead of resisting things that don't immediately go in line with my desires. And that has also been beneficial. So if you haven't gotten the message by now, I highly, highly recommend that you, that you, that you do this, that you, you start this and there is no reason to not start it today. Okay. If you're listening to this on air of Thanksgiving, start on air of Thanksgiving. If you're listening to it on Thanksgiving itself, start on Thanksgiving itself. Uh, to quote a, uh, let's see, uh, Excuse me. Um, hold on. 
I just sent this to my students yesterday. So I subscribed to Ryan Holiday's The Daily Stoic email. And uh, and yesterday's was a very short one. Uh, but he says that, uh, yeah. <laughs> Do I actually want to read this? No, that's going to be a different episode. But the, the, uh, the, uh, I'll paraphrase the thing that he was basing it off of, which is Marcus Aurelius' statement in Book 10, Chapter 16. Stop talking about what the good man is like and just be one. You know, you can talk about how you want to become a more grateful person and to practice gratitude, et cetera, et cetera. But are you doing anything about it? Here's something you can do about it. Start the, gra- the Gratitude Accountability Journal today. Pick a buddy and uh, and and uh, and if, if they're resistant to it, say, look, let's try this for two weeks, okay? Uh, or even one week. Let's try it for one week, and uh, and uh, and then we'll see what happens. And I have a feeling that uh, that you'll uh, you'll if you if you stick to it for those two weeks, then you will find that it greatly enhances those two weeks, and uh, hopefully you'll stick to it after that. Okay, that's all I have to say for this episode. Uh, I hope you all have a happy Thanksgiving. Um, and I guess I'll use this as an opportunity to thank all my patrons uh, and all my supporters who have made contributions in other ways. Uh, as I've said many times, uh, I would not be able to do this without your support, both your support in terms of listening and your support in terms of actually sponsoring. Because as I've mentioned, uh, this is uh, all keeping up all of my content takes a lot of time. And what would otherwise be my own uh, my own financial resources, my own money. I'm supporting this with my own money, and uh, I would really also be having needing to uh, to if it weren't for for your support, I would be having to, I would be I'd be tutoring instead of making these episodes. So uh, uh, I uh, those of you who have gained from this, I really do appreciate your support. And uh, and here's to another uh, 500 days of gratitude <laughs> and more. I hope. Okay, uh, that's it. Uh, I guess I'll read the sign-off. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you'd like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zell and PayPal are matt-schneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor a day's or a week's worth of content, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewas.gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.